This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. What up, Orange Blue Nation, man? I am being true. This is 84 Reasons, and every week I try to break down, you know, ladies and the greatest when it comes to these games. But this week, you know, we talking about prestige, dominance. They basically run the campus. They just really, 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 really humble. They've been running it since I was there. They're doing it now. But my next guest, look, when it comes to volleyball, she can do it all. And we're going to get into just how long, long she's been playing volleyball to get to this level. I want to get this right from Rock Wall, Texas, standing 6'4", the great Bree Kelly. What's going on with you today, Bree? Hello, guys. Nice to see y'all. It's a great morning. A good start to a Monday. Got weights today. I just got done. So, yeah. Now, even even speaking of that, Bree, I mean, uh, to, to people that don't know about a student-athlete schedule, they see y'all on the court. Y'all always smiling. Y'all dominant. Just give... Like, to the listeners, just talk about your schedule and what it is day in and day out. Okay. So, on Mondays and Thursdays, we start out from a 9 to 12 rolling weights. And you come in and you do your lift. And then after that, you either go to Hawkins or you go back home and sleep or you go grab breakfast. I usually will grab breakfast and then I'll go to Hawkins and meet my education advisor and talk about just school and all that. And then I will have tutoring from 11.45 to about 12 30 and then after that go grab lunch and then i go in around 1 30 for treatment and then practice starts between 2 30 and 3 30 and we get out between 6 30 and 7 30 and then we go get, grab dinner at the new facility and and and, and that's monday that, that that's monday that's just a monday so what happens oh my god so what happens though what happens when you know, because this is the thing about being a student athlete, mm-hmm. student athlete person all the time, meaning I got things going on in my personal life. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with my own mental health. I'm dealing with the fact that I might not be playing well. I got two exams on the same day and I done went up to my professor and said, listen, you know, I play volleyball, right? You know, you know, I got talk about just being able to balance sometimes to say, listen, I, I appreciate this unique opportunity to be at the University of Florida, but they didn't tell me it came with all this. Well, if I'm going to be completely honest with you all, I like to procrastinate because I seem to do my work better when I procrastinate, which is not the best thing to do. But when it's a heavy load day, you pretty much just got to do it at night because during your day, you don't have much to do. And with exams, you schedule them at night because you're not most likely not going to get them done during the day. Bree, I know you are a person that's very, very accomplished. And most of the time when people hear all the accomplishments, I mean, the under 21 USA team, I mean, doing a club volleyball, playing high school volleyball. But you started volleyball late. Like, why did you did you know it was going to be volleyball? And did you know you was going to have this much success when you started? If I did actually my first uh, like connection with volleyball, I absolutely hated it. I was like, I will never play the sport. It's too pre- too much pressure. I'm going to stick to basketball and soccer. And I came in my freshman year, and my high school coach convinced me to play. And then about a month into playing, I was horrible, like horrible. You can ask anyone that was around me or came and watched me. I was horrible. And 
within that year, I became one of the best recruiting medals in the country. And I had no clue what was happening. I was like, dad, is this normal? And they're like, no, this is not normal at all because I was getting contacted by schools like left and right. And I literally was so overwhelmed. I was just like, I'm not sure what to do. But I did get a lot of help from my club. Um, she, she was Miss Fossier. She helped me a lot with recruiting and pretty much she did her own thing and just let me do the talking. And she, she connected me with everyone. So that was a lot of help. But my story is very different because I started very late and became good very fast. It's abnormal. <laughs> The voice you listen to right now is Bree Kelly. She's very, very humble. Got, got started, didn't like it. Got asked to do it, didn't like it within the same <laughs> year on one of the best middle blockers in the world. The next thing you know, I think it was the Tour of Texas Tournament. Mary Wise is walking around, people trying to act like, oh, my God, that's freaking Mary Wise right there. Like they're saying, your coach is saying, Bree, what? Because you focus, man, that's Mary Wise. You didn't tell me. Talk about getting recruited by the GOAT, Mary Wise. And how does one, how does one keep that nerve when – that go Mary Wise in the corner looking at me, and I got to go out here and try to play. See, I was so, like, out of reach of what was going on around me. I Like, everyone was telling me, Bree, there's coaches at this court, and I know it's not for me. It's for you. And I was just like, okay. Like, I still just played volleyball. I was like, none of that stuff really mattered to me. All I've always been about, like, I'm going to play my sport. People ask me if they want something. Of course, I'm going to do it. But, like, I'm here for my sport and not really anything else. But, like, this is how I build my name, which I'm doing right now, which is awesome. But I just love the game so much. I'm usually focused in on it. But Mary Wise was the first person to ever walk up to my court. And the second she walked up, they all of them just started surrounding. And I was like, the thing is, I wasn't overwhelmed because I didn't know what was going on half of the time. And so I just I just played volleyball. And then once I was aware with what was going on, the pressure kind of rise. But I love pressure. I love pressure. If you give me pressure, I will play 10 times better than not under pressure, but I don't know. She was the first coach to ever come up to my court, and look where I <laughs> look where I ended up, uh, Florida. So Bree, you telling me that being naive saved you? Like, look, what? I, it's almost like something. Mary Wise comes up and you goes, okay, who are all these people surrounding her? Like, who are all these people around? Then you get down with the tournament, you go and tell somebody, man, what you do at the tournament? Oh, some lady named uh, Mary Wise came to me, and they just like, like Mary Wise from Florida, and you like, wait, 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 wait. Talk about that, just being young and just loving the sport and saying, look, it saved me because if I know the severity of the situation, it might it might make my game do something different. But because I'm young, I'm new to this thing, and here's one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in volleyball, coming up to me saying, hey, I'm Mary Wise. You're like, hey, I'm Bree. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, she, uh, the first time she said hello, I just said hello back. And I was like, are you having a good day? And she's like, yes. And then we just talked a little bit because you can't really talk that much before you're a certain age or a certain grade. And if I'm being honest, it goes back to being naive. I literally was like, I had no clue she was one of the best coaches in NCAA. And I was just like, hi. Like, I was just me. I was just Bree. And that's why she probably loved me so much is because I had no clue what was going on half of the time until I was about mid-sophomore year when – I committed going into my junior year, like mid-sophomore year, everything started to click. And I was like, okay, I got to get serious. And so I just continued to talk to her and she's very good at persuading. So her words are, mm, there's something else. She can, she really, she can really get in the mind. And that's what she did. Well, Mary Wise has been doing this a little while. She, she got, she got a couple of accolades, just, okay. just a little bit of notoriety in the sport <laughs> for those of us who don't know. But I, I, 
I heard something where you said, look, you graduated early from high school, so you can mm-hmm. come to Florida quicker. But the transition from high school to college is really, really different for people that don't know. You talked about just getting used to it, obviously, your sophomore year is a little bit. But talk about that transition, because you was a great student, obviously, if you graduated early. But what was that transition like, trying to say, I graduated early, I'm ready, and then, they, you know, I go from teachers to academic advisors, the tutors, the practice. How, how was that when you first got on campus? It was overwhelming for sure and like a big blow up in your face because you're like, oh, wow, I'm actually in college as a 17 year old. And I just I didn't have just turned 17, but I was freshly 17. And me and the other girl that came with me, Merritt, she was my backbone, like my mother. Like she was much more mature coming in than I was much more mature. And um, just coming in, the school was a big one and like having to run around because like I had more classes online but like we had to go places like the Hawkins and I didn't have a car then I didn't have a scooter so I walked everywhere and so that was a big shock was walking and then trying to go practice after walking three miles each day is a big difference because you're like my legs are already shot and then now I have to give 110 percent in practice but it makes you it, it does make you tougher for sure and I'll just say managing my time was my biggest problem. I'm good with it now, but like managing my time between volleyball, school, social life, and everything else in between. But once you get that down, you're pretty much fine. Bree, you talked about um, when you was on the under 21 uh, USA team, how it was. You, it taught you to be selfless. Like everybody's good on this team, but it's like, I don't want to focus on my individual game. I'm just out here to be the best I can for the team. How does playing in, on, in those type of circuits, that in clubs, uh, club uh, volleyball, get you ready to come into SEC volleyball? It definitely teaches you selfless because, you, like you said, everyone on the team is just as good as you or even better. And I would say the thing that puts you past your skill set is your motor. And if you can push harder than everyone else, you're going to get on that court. And throughout tryouts, through all that, I found that I had the biggest motor out of the middles in my group. And other than Becca, Becca, who's at Nebraska, she's young, very young, has a huge motor and a great personality, great person overall. But if you have a huge motor and you just push really hard, that's what the coaches recognize you for. And everything that Florida teaches us is USA volleyball. Like even we were like doing stuff and me and Merritt were like, oh, my gosh, we already know this. And like we do another thing. And we're like, oh, my gosh, we already know this. So like going into USA was not hard at all because all of our basics was the same thing as USA and just going in and playing against different countries. And I would say the most funnest game I've ever, second funnest game because Wisconsin was my first one when we beat them this year, but a second, my second favorite game of all time of playing against Argentina and the whole arena was packed and it was the loudest I've ever heard other than Wisconsin. And like, you can't even think, and we were down a little bit in the, third set and we're like I told I looked at my team and I was like we live for these moments and if you don't live for these moments you can leave right now because all of us I know all of us want to be here right now and live for this moment and then we went in and we won that we won that set where does that come from and being able to tell you because the the thing about it is coaches can only do so much right they can prepare Mm -hmm. you put you in the worst possible situations in practice but when you're down it's kind of when you show you like all right listen because y'all the greatest thing about Volleyball, y'all come together after every point. Whether you get the point, don't get the point. I love that the fact that <clears throat> is that what you're telling them? Listen, this is why we're here. They think they got us where they want us because they up, but this is what where where does where does that uh, where does that team leadership come from? I would say my father, if I'm being honest. 
like you said, a coach can only do so much. And yes, they push us to be our best, be the best person, best volleyball player you can. But it's really how, how you're raised. And like my dad, he pushed me a lot. And he pushed me. See, I, was a qui- I wasn't quiet when it came to socialness. But when it came to the volleyball game, I showed my leadership by action. And then my dad was like, that's not all you can do, though. Like, you're a great action player. And you show your teammates what you need to do and how to push each other through action. But he's like, you need to use your voice. You have a great voice. You have a loud voice. And people will listen to you. So he just taught me how to be more vocal with my teammates, even though it made me really uncomfortable at first. And so that kind of, my dad is kind of the baseline of how I became a vocal leader. You are, you are, you are a long way from home. I mean, North Texas, Rockwall, that's a long way. What, what, what's the, what was the big, I mean, obviously the heat is the same. You don't got the, what you brought the heat with you. And the yeah. heat with you. But what, <laughs> what is the big, what is the biggest difference from Rockwall, uh, Texas and Gainesville, Florida? I would say the adversity is much different here than it is in Texas. I went to school where it was mostly white kids and I was, there was a few black kids, but like I was, it was a little group of us. So I would say adversity is a big thing from difference. And just the way that people talk to each other is a bit different here too. It's much more, you would think it wouldn't be as kind, but from where I lived in Texas and from here, it's much different. So I like it a lot. Mm. And, and since you are a Texas native, right? I mean, because I, 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 I play with a lot of people from Texas. You from North Texas. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest, because Texas is like a freaking universe. It's so freaking big. So North Texas and South Texas, there's, it's like no, it's like no comparison with the two. If I'm being honest, I don't think I've ever been to South Texas. <laughs> I think I've only been in the North region. Like actually, I mean, I've been to Austin South. Is Houston South? Uh yeah, Houston is a little bit south. Yes, yeah, that's closer to the that's closer to the Gulf, I guess. Okay, I've been to Houston once for a tournament, and I couldn't really tell the difference. I was young, and so I wouldn't I wouldn't really know the difference between the two. Wait a minute, Breeze. So if that so if you you from Texas, I mean, wait a minute. Did you are you are you a Cowboys fan, a Texans fan? I mean, what? <laughs> I'm not the biggest in football, but I would have to say Cowboys because my dad. Don't do this to me, Bree. Don't do that. Don't. Oh my God. Don't. I thought you was gonna say. You you are you are a Dallas Cowboy enthusiast. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God, y'all are the biggest fan. Listen, the most obnoxious fan base you ever. And they're get. so bad. Win or lose, they're it doesn't so matter. Bad. They lose, they're gonna win the next one. They win, they're the greatest. She is a part of Dallas Cowboy Nation. Don't be mad at her. She grew up in North Texas. I gotta deal with it. <laughs> it happens. But but I but I gotta say this. Um, playing SEC volleyball. Obviously, it doesn't get much better than that. The competition in conference, out of conference. What is what is what is the competition like? Because we see it, and obviously, y'all make it look y'all make it look easy, but we know it doesn't actually look what you guys are making it look like when you're out there. I think it's one of the hardest conferences to play in, other than Big Ten. And in about three to four years from now, we get Texas and I think Oklahoma, which would be yes. even more competitive. And I really hope I'm here when Texas comes in because I've always wanted to play Texas. I know we'll see him at some point. But to see him in conference would be a totally different story. Push us even more. And I would just say it's very, very competitive. Like, you have Pac-12 and you have all the other ones. But, like, I say Big Ten and SEC are the most competitive against each other because it's much more personal, I feel like. Even when we went and played Wisconsin – it was personal, even though they're not in the same conference as us, it's because we know them and like we've grown up with them. And so 
it was very it's very personal and you're like you have a vendetta to go out and beat them most likely than playing someone who's smaller talking with Bree Kelly middle blocker for them volleyball ladies balling right now when it comes to Florida but it's the thing about Florida volleyball y'all are the hunted it doesn't matter who y'all play everybody wants to play Florida because y'all are that barometer team what is it like having that target on your back no matter it was a tournament in, in the country, out of the country, in the SEC? What is that like for y'all? I would say it's very difficult to handle as a young team, even though we don't feel young anymore because we have set an example that we can, we are like an older team, even though we're younger. We're beating people that no one expected us to be. And so that's kind of built up a level of, I don't know, what's the word? I would say adultness. I don't know another word for that. But I would just say it's kind of hard. It's hard to handle, but our coaches do a good job with helping us with that because everyone we play is out to beat us, not just play, but beat us. And that's very difficult, but also pushes us to be better. And by the time we're at the double NCAA tournament, I think we'll be prepared to beat anyone in that tournament. Y'all got this. Yeah, I know they got this new facility on campus, man. I, I, I've seen the pictures. I've seen them. I see y'all got chefs. They got uh-huh. the big white hats on. Y'all walking in saying, "Can I get, you know, uh, bacon wrapped asparagus with a little bit of?" I mean, talk about having that facility to work. Cause I, when I was in Florida, obviously we had to share the the, the the lunch facility with everybody else. Talk about having something that's strictly yours. You only seeing people that do what you do, and. It's the trick because you six four, so you walk by some of the football players. Are they talking trash? Or you look at them saying, "Look, you can come to the court. Y'all look like y'all want this smoke, but y'all don't want this smoke." Actually, they don't talk a lot of crap. They probably they always are just like, "Hey, Bree," and I'm like, "Ugh, don't talk to me like that." But <laughs> it's very true. Even though I'm a giant compared to most of them, man, I swear they have a little crush on me. But um. What was I going to say? I would say in the past two months, I've saved about $500 on food. Uh-huh. And so that is a big help to all of us because paying for food for dinner and lunch each day gets a bit expensive. But I would just say it's nice. We only get to use the, like our sport volleyball only gets to use the cafeteria part. I don't know how that look in the spring because I know some other sports can use the cryo and I don't think we can use the weight room. I think that's just for football, but Definitely the food is delicious. It It's the same about each week, but they'll change it up between the days. Like we'll have Taco Tuesday and then some days we'll have steak. And then I love the sandwich bar because some of the sandwiches are just delicious. And then lots of protein, lots of fruit. And now we get ice creams on Monday too. So it's pretty I mean, nice. They, I mean, so, I mean, Listen, y'all, y'all listen to Bree. Bree like, yeah, sometimes we get steak and sometimes we, we get the sandwich bar and then sometimes we have Taco Tuesday and other people like, wait, what? They, listen, if you listen to Gator Dining right now, you thinking, man, we get hot dogs, hamburgers, whatever they can make in bulk. You know, that's what we're getting over there. Hamburgers are good. But you, but, you, but you said something that I want to touch on. You are 6'4", right? Huh? You see these football players, right? A lot of them, six feet. The ones that ain't six feet swear they six feet as if to say 5'11 and six feet is the same thing, people. It is. I don't care what no one said. You are 6'4, right? What mm-hmm. is it like being 6'4, walking around? Because obviously you got to get used to the staring at this point. If I'm being honest, if you catch me on the wrong day, I'm not used to it. <laughs> I get a little agitated, but ever I've had to deal with this since I was a child because when I was little, I was also extremely long too. I was taller than my 
first grade teacher. And so I've been about, I was the first time I hit six foot was going into sixth grade. And so I have been extremely tall my entire life. So the looks and the comments and the pictures and all that, I'm used to it. The pictures I'm not used to. That's that one still creeps me out. But being six four, I used to absolutely hate it. And around high school, I began to fall in love with myself. And so I've just I used to slouch. I used to sit like this. And now I sit up straight because my mom is like, you're going to get back problems and you're too beautiful to sit like that. Show your face. And so now I just I enjoy it. And even though a lot of guys comment on it, I'm just like, you wish you were six four. So I don't know why you're (laughs) <laughs> of course, I, I think I think you make up a great point. I mean, uh, you say your mom told you, "Listen, you beautiful. You need to, you need to sit up straight to show your face." You know, mm-hmm. she don't want you. To, and your mom is getting you to embrace the fact that you're gonna be six four. When you know, I hope you play volleyball as long as you want to play. But when when that is over with, I want you to embrace the fact because the thing is, yeah, six four. The average what the average height of a of a man is like five nine. The average height of a woman uh-huh. is like five five. So yeah. you're, you're taller than most. I'm six five, so I'm an inch taller than you. But at the same time. We'll still be looking eye to eye. How much did embracing who you are early? You'd be like, look, man, thank God you play a sport. Because just imagine when you're 6'4", and everybody, do you play basketball? Do you play volleyball? You're like, yes, I do. I, I do play a sport. Because I can only imagine being that tall and not playing. Because people not are going to but, but now it's NIL, Bree, and now it's even more of a, it's even more of the spotlight. So now you're doing, you're doing activities with uh, – events with the fans and yeah, social yeah. media. How, how have you how have you been adjusting to that? I don't know. I have not been in it a whole lot. If I in the NIL I have not been in a whole lot because like I told you, I'm very focused on the volleyball part of things. But I'm like if I can make money and get my name out there and share to other kids my story, then I'd love to do that. But if I'm being honest, I haven't done much of it. So I wouldn't be the best person to ask about it. I'm so- I apologize now, <laughs> but I don't know. Social media, a lot of kids, they contact us about like tips or like what shoe size should I get or what type of shoe to wear for volleyball. So that always is really sweet. Like the other day, I sent a birthday video to a kid who was turning 13 and it absolutely made her day. Her dad sent me the video of her reaction and I almost broke into tears because I'm like, I make that much of an impact on someone I have never even met before. And so that is a huge thing to me is just impacting kids without even having to see them. I'd love to see them. And if they do come see me, I, I would always encourage to come see them and talk to them. But I think that's an awesome platform, like especially Instagram, because they can DM us and then we can always answer back. You are listening to Bree Kelly, the uh, middle blocker for them volleyball uh, beasts. I call them volleyball beasts because the reason why we don't have men's volleyball in Florida because they don't want that smoke. I, I can't deal. All they do is win the SEC and, and make it to the Final Four every year. Ain't nobody trying to deal with that with that much pressure year in and year out. Don't get yeah. enough notoriety in public and publicity for how great of a team y'all are. But you just said you sent a you sent a video. Mm-hmm. You understand the role model thing because you hear that growing up. Now you in, you an inspiration. You they they want to be you. These little girls. Said so the, the, the dad asked his little girl, What do you want? I want a birthday wish from Brie Kelly. He goes, Oh, God. So he got to go through how, however they figured that out. And the main thing was, you had to say yes. Are you comfortable with knowing that they don't want to just be like you? They want to be you. They want to emulate every single thing you do. It's, um, I wouldn't say it's weird. I think it's really cute because I always had someone I looked up to, even though I never met her in person. She's famous 
and her name is Zendaya. I always try to wear my hair like her because I think she's drop dead gorgeous and she's very talented, can sing, can act, can dance. And I was just like, I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> I didn't end up being her when I grow up. But I think it's very cute. I've noticed like girls come to the games and they have their hair slicked back. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. So I don't find it, I don't find it weird. I find it very, very cute in that I know they can grow up to be like me. Maybe not as tall as me, but they can definitely grow up to be like me. Now, 2022 has been a year first when it comes to women's athletics in Florida. I know that the outdoor track, women's track, got their first ever national championship. I've talked to your teammate, Gabby. Me and Gabby, we done chopped it up already. I yeah. know she's coming, you know, I know she's from Hoover, Alabama, where it's all about football. They hit the football there, and Mary Winter snatched her up too. Like she snatched you up. So, what is that going to be like knowing that, man, y'all changing the whole dynamic? Mary Wise has literally done it. All but one, and I, I I don't think a coach has to win a national championship to validate everything she's meant to the sport. But she wants that thing. She what would it be? Like? What would it be like? You know, she went. Listen, she went the rock wall. I see this. I see this young lady who you know she's young. What would it be like, Bree, if y'all saying, Mary, congratulations, we got you your first national championship. I don't think I'd probably stop crying for weeks if I got to tell Mary Wise that. And I've wanted to for a while. I wanted to last year, but we came up a little short. And I think this year we have a, a big, a much bigger chance of doing it. I think the next three years that me and Mary are here and Gabby's here and Trinity's here, I think we can go all the way. It's just, it's mental. It's really an entire mental game. And yes, physically we're tired and we're beat up, but like we know how to push, push past that. And it just because it all comes down to the mental and where your headspace is, like in the most important moments leading up to it, after the match, during the match. And so it just comes down to mental. And I think our team has that because we've been training it. And like in practice, we go even harder just so that we can be prepared for these big moments. And like in Wisconsin, that was a completely mental game. All of us were gassed. Our bodies were dying. But it was completely up to our mental if we are going to push past this hard stuff and play how we're supposed to play. And so if I could ever tell Mary Wise, we got you a natty, I think she would hug me, pick me up if she could. <laughs> I just, it would be a great moment. And I hope one day we get to celebrate that with her. Bree, I definitely appreciate you taking the time uh, today. I know you got a busy schedule, but before I let you out of here, you talked about your mom, you talked about your dad a lot uh, throughout, this, throughout this conversation. What would you say to them? Because they they make they see something that every parent thinks that our child is going to be the next. And we hope that their talent and their gift can meet in the middle, which yours did. But what do you say to them? Because they instill something in you that help that you that you, you know, definitely go out there and uh, channel every time you out there on the court. I would say thank you, of course, to both of them. I thank my dad for pushing me as a young athlete that is tall, lanky, doesn't know how to use her body yet. And he just pushed me through the moments of bullying. And he's like, are you going to quit now? He's like, you're going to get this stuff your whole life. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to quit now. And so I just did a lot of things that was abnormal compared to other people because I was bigger. And I thank him for that. And I thank my mom for being the person who was not home, but at work, making sure that we can do the things that we can do. And I want to thank my sister because she pushed me a lot, too. She's even though she's younger than me, she's my motivation. She's one of the toughest players I know. And she just doesn't give up. So a, a huge thank you to all three of them for making me the person I am today.
She is Brie Kelly. She <laughs> represents Rock Wall, Texas. Dad was, I think, one of the best soccer players at his age group back when he was in Germany. Her mom said, make sure, make sure you sit up so they can see your face. Little sister is a motivation. Listen, y'all football players, man, listen. She, she don't want y'all. Get y'all behinds out there on the field. Stop all with the googly eyes. Loves, <laughs> listen, loves a sandwich, boy. Loves Taco Tuesdays. I do love But it's a beast on that court. This is 84 Reasons. I am being true. That is Bree Kelly. This is what we do. Orange and blue skies forever. Bree, I have a daughter named Yaya. I'm going to definitely show her this. I'm going to definitely show her this video because she's a soccer player, you know, oh. and I, I just want to let her know that by the time she, by the time she's 11 years old, I'm going to say, listen, Yaya, there's a, listen, I'm 6'5", her mom is like 5'7", but she's going to be in the six feet. I don't know where, I don't know where, yeah, but I, but I want to let her know, listen, I want to let her know this, Yaya, it's, it's a young lady named Bree, and I'm telling you, she's bringing it right now. I might have to come on campus just so y'all can meet each other. I appreciate you taking the time today. <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Boom.